Hi, this is Daniel Williams, host of the MGMA Podcast Network. It's Monday, January 2nd, 2023, and this is our first episode of the year. Happy New Year, everyone. Now, as you may know, MGMA remains committed to the future of our industry and the continued development of a generation of leaders that will drive the industry forward. And to recognize that, MGMA has created a new awards program the Future Five. This program recognizes five professionals within the first five years of their career who have demonstrably impacted their organization or the industry. Today, we're going to be joined by a Future Five Award honoree, Felicia Nicely. She's the practice administrator at Owensboro Health for Gastroenterology and Preventative Services, and she also has her master's degree in business administration. As Felicia says, she's always looking for ways to improve efficiencies and opportunities for workflow improvement, as well as community outreach and engagement. And she's also been honored for her focus on patient flow, as well as a focus on helping decrease the rate of lung cancer mortalities We welcome Felicia Nicely today as part of our MGMA Member Spotlight podcast show. So let's go to that interview now. Well, Felicia, thanks so much for joining us on the MGMA Insights podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So you are a recipient of the MGMA 2022 Future Five Award. So congratulations about that. Thank you. I did not know that I was being even considered. So to hear about that, I was very honored to be chosen as as one of five. And then I heard it was the first, uh, the first time y'all did it. So that was even more exciting. This is really cool for uh, our audience to get to to learn about this program and and perhaps nominate people in their organization or be nominated themselves. So it is. It's called the Future Five Award, and so. I will leave something in our episode show notes per, so people can access that and learn more about it there as well. So that that is really cool. So um, let's learn more about you, Felicia. So you're currently a practice administrator at Owensboro Health Medical. That's in uh, Owensboro, Kentucky. Um, tell our audience a little bit about that practice. What's the size and scope there? Yeah, so the practice itself that I admin, that I'm the manager over, it, I manage about 30 team members, and um, that including my physicians and nurse practitioners. Um, I actually am the administrator over two practices, so I have gastroenterology and hepatology, and then something that's newer to our organization, and, and I think a lot of others may be looking into it too, is preventative services. Um, so what that means is a focus more so on the, the prevention aspect of things and preventing early stage cancers and um, different, you know, health smokings and your colons and all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah, I was learning about that. I mean, it's so cool that you uh, were nominated for this and didn't even know until you won. So you had nothing to be nervous about or, or be anticipating, did I get it or not? You just found out you got it. So um I had the opportunity to read those nominations about you and and you just have a wonderful story. Um 
I wanted to ask you about that. If you could just share a little bit about your background in healthcare, maybe what brought you into going into that field or uh, the kind of things that uh, you've studied along the way as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's quite interesting. I actually had started um, a career goal and thinking I wanted to follow in some of my family members' footsteps um, and started in nursing. Did nursing for a little bit and I said, you know, there's just something missing. Um, so my grandmother and uh, my aunt, they were both diagnosed with lung cancer at their earlier age. You know, we still think 50, 60 is, is really early. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then, when when this was all happening, lung cancer screening and prevention, it was it was really not talked about. And it was if it was, it was like, well, I don't even want to know because there's nothing out there. And, you know, people thought of it as a death sentence. And um, so through that, I was like, you know, I really want to do something to where I can potentially make a change. Um, and I thought maybe I'll, I'll go into leadership. I always had that niche anyway. I always thought that I wanted to do something in leadership, but wasn't quite sure. And so I changed. So I went to school, got my bachelor's of science and uh, had a great mentor. I was a surgery scheduler actually um, at a cardiothoracic practice here. And uh, my mentor, she was, she was fabulous. This was back, I was about 23 and graduated with my bachelor's of science and, and she promoted me to a manager. And, uh, that's when the effort started. So we then, you know, I was continuing school and got my MBA. And uh, through that, now we're, we're where we are. So it did, it started with lung cancer screening and a goal. And gosh, now I've got five, four or five different programs in, off the ground and running. So it's been a blessing. Yeah, and that is that's what I was picking up on from these nominations that you really do have that interesting story and and that is for for many people healthcare really truly can be a calling. It's a loved one uh, in their family that might have cancer or have another type of an illness or just something else that touches them where they want to get into that healthcare field where uh they can serve people even whether it's from the clinical side or from that business side as well. Um, and, and you have really honed in on that uh, based on the information I have on you that I was reading about you. Um, you've been involved in multiple population health programs. Um, tell us about that. Tell us about these different population health programs you've been in and and how it kind of moves into that community side of it and where you've been energized and inspired from that side of it. Sure. So it actually started, it started quite small, as I'm sure you read. And mm-hmm. um, so we started with just lung cancer and, and prevention. And um, through that, we have different affiliations that have come, that had come to my attention. And so the Kentucky Health Collaborative, um, with lung cancer and Marquee Cancer Center, which is off of UK, um, in their College of Nursing and, and Cancer Center as well. So working with them and just really honing in on the opportunities that, you know, or the best practices, I should call them, that they they had and then brought our opportunities here. So we really started there just with those population efforts of how do we find these patients, you know, what what do we do? And then started 
in thinking we need to get out in the community. You know, we do very well. It's staying in our own space, I guess I should call it. And, you know, we're, we're, we do very good at healing the sick. Um, and that's, you know, organizations wide. Where we lack is we don't really do too well in preventing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's starting to change. And I really am excited to see that change in healthcare as more people start to focus on prevention. And, but so as population health, you know, we really have focused now on getting out in the communities mm-hmm. and educating patients. There are options for you. Let's catch this. Let's catch these things early. Um, and, and let's get you going and get you in our system. You know, we'll help to, to heal you. Not only does that help the community as a whole, but it helps the organization because you you capture these these patients trust you. They build this relationship with you. You know, you save their life. You gave them gave them more time with their loved one, and now they're coming back to you. And um, and and that's just it's just amazing to see. Hmm. Yeah, I I was reading about that in one of the nominations. There was something really interesting that I found here, and I just want to read this. It's a short line um, when they're talking about you and then also talking about what Owensboro Health Medical believes as well. And they say, I saw that Pop Health is not only a community service, but keeping patients in the system for early identification of health issues is part of our mission. Um, And I wanted to ask you about that. So you're deeply ingrained there. You're working on these different programs. So how have y'all been able to achieve that? How have you been able to get those patients in the system and keep them there so you can monitor and can exactly what you were talking about, either actually save a life or prolong a life where they do spend more time with those loved ones? Sure. Yeah. Um, Gosh, several different ways. And and I'd I'm so grateful for such a great administration because um, it, it really is a team effort. You know, it's not just one person. It takes so many different people. Um, but what we've really focused on is getting out in the community and and not only to the physician's office. You know, you really target most of the time you think of primary care or, hey, let's go talk to these other physicians and see what they're doing. But we have been hosting um, many community events just to tell them what we have, what options we have for those who may be underserved um, as well. You know, so we did one recently and and it was probably one of my favorite ones. Um, We did a homeless coalition and we worked with our foundation to get a grant. That way we can give a screen to patient at no charge. And if you meet certain criteria, we, we screen you at no charge and get you in there. We also have been working to figure out and, you know, how do we get into those diverse populations who we know is a harder uh, population to reach. So we just, I tell my team to think outside of the box. I have some great team members, great employees. um, And my, my thing, and I have it in my office posted is think outside the box. Like what can we do to get these patients here and to really have them to trust us. Um, And I think that's the biggest, our biggest success is, you know, we don't just stop there. We think, okay, here's our next population we need. How do we get them here? And what can we do for them Mm -hmm. to help them? Um, So I think that that's where we have seen our successes come from. Okay. And then give us a little bit of idea of what Owensboro, Kentucky is like. You were telling me offline, you grew up there, went 
I guess you went to school there in that area and you've continued to live and work there. Um, what's that community like? Is it is it a heavy rural setting? Is there like your po patient population are many of those rural? Because that can, again, change your uh, outreach uh, to connect with that community if they're not all just you know, densely populated there, you have to kind of change how you reach them as well. So give us an idea of Owensboro. Before we hear more from Felicia, let's first hear from today's sponsor. When spring finally rolls around, it's all about short sleeves and warmer days, not to mention visions of sunny Orlando, where MGMA is soon to host its 2023 MPE Financial and Operations Conference. During our premier spring event, attendees will gain insights from both disciplines and learn about topics that shape the future success of medical practice organizations. Join us March 19th through the 21st in Orlando, Florida. Go to mgma.com events to learn more and to register today. And now, back to our interview with Felicia Nicely. Yeah, so we more we are more of a rural uh, community in the communities we serve. So we have, um, gosh, uh, 16 different communities we serve as well because we have different hospitals um, and, and health centers throughout the region. So, and they, most of those are all rural. And um, so we have to really be creative in the way that we do things and how we get out there. Um, and I think, so telehealth, you know, COVID was terrible and, and we're so glad to be getting hopefully out of that <clears throat> pandemic. I always say I knock on wood mm -hmm. when I say that. Right. Um, but the one thing that it taught us was to be a little creative, you know, mm -hmm. offer those telemedicines or can we get out and go to those patients? You know, how can we provide these services? Um, so yeah, you, it's been a little different. <laughs> it's been a little tricky to reach everyone you need to, that's for sure. Um, but I think we're getting there. Mm -hmm. Have you found the most success then? Do you do you get out there into the community and do at-home visits? Is it telemedicine, as you were talking about, or are there programs where they're in a public setting where people come in and you meet them there? What Where have you found the most traction? So really, it's going to them, not to their home necessarily, but to their places, whether it be... Um, we were at a health fair yesterday, okay, and it was at an employ employment um, health event. So their employer was putting it on. You know, we just go to them. Mm -hmm. Wherever we can get in, we are there. Um, and I think that's our biggest thing, just to continue to show our faith. You know, we obviously can't do sun screenings there. You can't do your colon screens or your lung screens. But we are there to educate you. We're there to offer you all that we can. Um, and the one thing that I think is prideful um, that has been very helpful is we listen to what, what are your barriers to doing these things and mm -hmm. how can we get you there? Um, and we've actually learned a lot. And so we're working on, on fixing those barriers to where we get more of those patients here. Okay. Um, in reading about you and reading these nominations, I did see also that you've been actively involved with something called the Markey Cancer Collaborative. Tell us about what that is and, and what your role has been in that. Sure. Um, so I think they combined maybe two. 
Um, okay. So the Marquis Cancer Center is our affiliation. Okay. So we have an affiliation with UK, and their um, cancer center is called the Marquis. And so we, they have been, gosh, such a good partner to partner with. Um, we really worked with them at first to figure out what, where do we start? Um, because back in 2019, this was not a thing. Um, so we were really trying to figure out how do we how do we get this going? How do we get on the ground? And how do we do it efficiently and effectively, of course? And um, so I've worked with Dr. Tim Mullet and Dr. Stutes and a lot of them um, had great feedback and, and just were there, went and visited their facilities and, and were able to get capture ideas from them. Um, what I think they mixed it with was the Kentucky Health Collaborative, which is a group of 10 hospitals. Um, that including UK and St. Elizabeth and some of your bigger hospitals um, within Kentucky. And we really worked together to come up with best practices. Um, for right now, it's focused on lung, and, and there are some others that were focused in some different areas as well. But um, the, our lead there has been we actually lead the um, state in adherence. So that has been our portion um, that we've been able to educate how we do that and, and take the best practices from there and create policies and different procedures for other hospitals who may want to do the same. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for clarifying that part of it. So I want to switch gears here for last couple of questions. Um, I know that we've identified you as, as one of those first group of future five uh, healthcare leaders here. And that's just really exciting. You're, you're still growing in that career. So tell us then, what about healthcare? What is it that excites you about being someone who can be an agent of change um, within the industry? Gosh, I, I, my whole job excites me at this point. And I think it's because I get to see the changes happening. And um, so Every every day, it's like something new is there. There's a new opportunity, and having the the backing of administration and being able to just take the reins on these things and just go with it, because I have very big ideas. So I tell my mentor sometimes, or or my my boss, my direct report, I say, "You're eventually going to get tired of my big ideas," but she's like, "No, keep going." And <laughs> um, and I think having that is, has been a blessing because. I get to see these families and hear those conversations of those, you know, you saved your nurse saved my life or this has, has really saved me. And now I get more time with my family or my grandkids. Um, and that's the most exciting part of my job. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned mentors a couple of times uh, in this interview. So I want to ask you about that. What have either mentors or networking or collaboratives, what have those been like to help you achieve your goals and your career? Gosh, I don't think I could say enough about them. Um, so you, it's like I said earlier, you definitely can't do it on your own. And there's always something, one thing that, that one mentor in particular always tells me, if you quit learning, then you're, you're done. You need to change because mm -hmm. there's always something new to be learned. And so really, I don't feel like I'd be where I am today without those people just constantly telling me these things and, you know, just being there to say, 
you're doing a great job or let's look at it this way or, you know, just constantly being there to, to take those ideas and help me flow through them. Um, and I, I just, you know, I just want to thank them all multiple times a day because really you can't do it on your own. Um, and it's, it's great to have those kind of people. All right. Well, as a final thought then, so what do you see when you look into the future? What do you see that ideal idea of healthcare look like? And, and what do you want your role to be in it to get it there? Yeah, I, I think the future of healthcare, and, and I've said it, you know, multiple times, is going towards prevention. I think that we're finally getting away of, you know, let's let's focus on the sick that we have. Granted, we still want to give them as much attention, um, but it's it's moving towards let's help them to be healthier as a whole, um, and help them live their better life. And I I think that part of my role in that, or or what I hope it is is to be that advocate for those patients or for that and to say, yes, let's focus on, you know, not only lung or colon, but mental health and all those other things that we know play a key role in just a patient's overall satisfaction of life. Um, And I think if we focus on that prevention piece, we're going to see a totally different stream. Um, And I hate to, we know it takes some time, Mm -hmm. but in, in a couple of years, I think we're going to start to see that change. All right. Well, thank you for that. Felicia, it's been great getting to meet you here today. And congratulations again about being a Future Five honoree. And uh, thanks for sharing these thoughts with us today. Absolutely. Thank you, Daniel, for having me. And thank, thank MGMA for uh, considering me and accepting me for that award. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of MGMA's Member Spotlight Podcast. We want to thank Felicia Nicely for joining us today. Felicia is a Future Five Award winner. Again, the Future Five Award from MGMA recognizes five professionals within the first five years of their career who have demonstrably impacted their organization or the industry. And I'll be sure and leave a direct link to where you can learn more about the Future 5 Award in our episode show notes. Also, we want to thank MGMA Events for sponsoring this week's show. If you're looking for something to do this spring and you want to continue on that networking and continuing education path, look no further than the 2023 MPE Financial and Operations Conference. That's going to be held March 19th through the 21st in Orlando. Go to mgma.com slash events to learn more and to register today. If you would like to be featured on MGMA's Member Spotlight podcast, send us a note at podcast at mgma.com. And if you'd like to access all of our episodes, go to mgma.com slash listen. Thanks so much for making MGMA part of your podcast schedule.